Cause we got the alternative energy right. Molecular free autonomy And welcome to the Radioactive Show Produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne And heard nationally on the Community Radio Network Hi, I'm Mara On this week's Radioactive Show We hear from Uncle Kevin Buzzacott Arabunna elder and staunch fighter against the uranium industry on his land We also hear from Kat Beaton from Conservation SA Who'll give us an update on what's been happening there this show was produced on Ghana land and is broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. First up, we'll hear from Uncle Kev, who's campaigned for decades for cultural recognition, justice and land rights for Aboriginal people. He has led many campaigns against uranium mining at Olympic Dam in South Australia and the exploitation of water from the Great Artesian Basin. His stories of the effects that water extraction has had on Mound Springs has brought many participants of the Friends of the Earth Radioactive Exposure Tour to tears. He has been the inspiration for many to get involved in campaigns against the nuclear industry. In 1999, there were attempts to get World Heritage listing for Lake Eyre. Then Minister for Foreign Affairs Alexander Downer and Minister for the Environment Robert Hill refused to advance this and instead BHP were allowed to start mining at Olympic Dam. Uncle Kev took this to the Federal Court of Australia, arguing that it amounted to cultural genocide, but the court ruled in favour of the government. Uncle Kev has received several awards for his work. He received the Nuclear Free Future Award in Ireland in 2001. This gave him the opportunity to tell people in Europe about his work. In 2007, he received the Peter Rawlinson Award from the Australian Conservation Foundation for his decades of work for a nuclear-free Australia. He is the president of the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance. In 2013, Uncle Kev successfully defied the Indonesian Navy and Australian authorities when the West Papua Freedom Flotilla completed their mission to reconnect West Papua and Aboriginal peoples. After a 5,000-kilometre journey from Lake Eyre in South Australia all the way to the Indonesian border, north of the Torres Strait, Uncle Kev delivered sacred water from his country and ashes from Aboriginal tent embassies around Australia directly to West Papuan leaders via two small boats off the coast of Papua, avoiding interception by authorities and gaining global media attention, putting West Papuan issues in the spotlight. He has occasionally got up on stage and done some pretty great raps. He's a man of many talents. Let's hear from him now. I'm Kevin Buzzacott, uh, Arabana Elder, a bit of a leader from the Lake area. And uh, I'm talking with uh, Mara here this morning. This time we're talking about uranium and the new industry and where it's at and where we go and what, what can we do about it. Every couple of years we have a hand for meeting Australian Nuclear Free Alliance. So we gather in different places and Get all our old people out there, people that's been affected by uranium on the land, and also waste, threat, threat of waste dump. The moment in South Australia, we've got three big sites where the government wants to drop the waste, and uh, it's a big concern. People are up in arms about it. The government still, however, is doing their own. Thing. They're out there not talking to rightful people, talking to good people, they're just out there doing what they want to do. Now that's got to stop. And uh, I think our AMPA meeting will be held maybe again in South Australia because of all the issues that's going on. And also the uranium mines we've got in South Australia. The big one, of course, is the Olympic Dam. Roxby Downs, that's the one that gets me and a lot of others. 
We've been fighting that one for years now, and uh, we need to put an end to that place. I just got back from a trip up north, and a lot of my family's uh, working at, at the Olympic Dam now. Young ones through the Job Network and through the Centrelink, what they do is they put the young ones in there for a job or they cut off their doll. So do is uh, do is what they say or they cut you off the doll. And uh, so they don't bother my mob in there. When I first started there was a couple of young ones in there and I got rid of them. I told them to get out of there and I freed them. They're happy that I freed them. But uh, these other ones, uh, there's too many of them in there now. There's probably more of my mob in there than anybody else working in there. And it's a sad situation. Uh, so the government's got our mob digging up their country and desecrating the Lake Air Base and the water from the Lake Air, the Mound Springs and whatnot. Uh, of course, everybody's blind by the, the mighty dollar. The mining companies don't care about anybody. The government don't care about anybody. We've got a new uh, Premier here, he wants to go ahead full ball with it. And uh, also the city old shareholders are still there supporting the mine. I'm getting sort of too old to follow up people these days and chase up these mob, but uh, got to get the word out there. We've got to shut this place down. We've got to shut them down for good and uh, so we can begin our healing process, fix yourself up and fix the country up. I want these people out of the lake, sure, gone, I want them gone. Mining companies and government and all the people that disrespecting that country, I want them up out, gone for good. Uh, so down the track we put the word out about what's happening. Keep up to our uh, keep up to our information or our informers. If you got informers out there, we also do rad tour. We do tours up in the up in that area. Uh, take a lot of students up there, educating people about what's happening out in the desert. And uh, we'd like a lot of people to join in and whatnot. I think we might have to do another big protest back at Roxby. Uh, we've done a couple of the lizards revenge and the lizard bites back. We might have to do another one, I think. And uh, really shut the place down. Mm-hmm. Uh, our company's too good uh, for these people to destroy and that's what it's about. We've been really concerned and there's a lot of people when we first started out there way back a lot of the old people now are gone they've passed on since and even a few young ones have passed as well and there's a lot of very sick people out there with cancer all that other sort of uh, heart attacks and whatnot that they get from radiation a lot of sick people out there so we've got to save ourselves, we've got to save our country, we've got to get out there and kick some bums. Mm-hmm. 
and all the wars, they're, they're still, they're not stopping the wars. This lot of this uranium juice in the war games. Big threats going on over there now, but there'll be different country when the wars this and war that. And, uh, killing a lot of people. Killing villages, killing country, killing kids, bombing schools and doing all sorts of things. So all that's got to come to an end, you've got to fix that up. Gotta make peace, mate. Peace is the way to go. Peace, you can't beat peace. It's gotta be the most beautiful thing on earth. With the earth, the earth is so good. So, we're gonna look after the mob, so... Uh, get out there and let's, let's do it. <laughs> do you remember the first time you got wind of the uranium industry and it wasn't quite right? What's the story of how you got started with the fight you've been at for years? We had a mob of hippies or greenies come up and we were wondering what they were on about. They were talking about uh, Roxbury Downs and Olympic Dam, what they're going to do with the uranium. And also they were talking about the Maralinga bombs, what makes a bomb. And because back then we didn't have that uh, educational TV and stuff around them days, like we do now. Uh, so these mob taught us a lot about uranium and what it was, what they were doing with it, and you know what it does when they dig it up and, and the radiation and what it causes. So but yeah, we're very thankful for those people and. Uh, we uh, we still meet a lot with a lot of those people now. Some are passed on, but there's still a lot around that's really concerned. So they're with us. They're like family, one big family. We're just combating uh, together, sticking together, and coming up with ideas and whatnot, and keeping tabs on these crazy ones. We want to shut this industry down. We want to end it. We chased them, followed them to the ends of the earth until we shut them down. And, uh, yeah, it's been a big journey. Mm. Tell us some of the adventures you've had on the journey. Oh, we've done lock-ons, we've had, uh, we've ripped up pipelines, we've blown up the water pumps, <laughs> uh, and, uh, the chase to scare a few miners off the Warfield Road. We've spiked some of their roads and got their four-wheel drives punctured and whatnot. And uh, we've also, but this was after, we've also negotiated with the governments before this, or tried to, to get them to come and sit down to hear what we were talking about, our values to that country before the mines actually started. And uh, we didn't get any response. Uh, back then, uh, it was Bob Ork. Uh, Bob Ork was the Prime Minister, and I wrote him a couple of letters, never got no response anything. And uh, so I don't doubt much on Bob. And, uh, well, I guess if it wasn't for him, it would have been someone else, but but anyhow, so, yeah, we, uh, it was a big learning and wake-up call for me and I've been at it ever since and 
and uh, I hope to keep that going one day, mm. very soon we hope to end this bloody mob and get our message through. These people can't come and sit down and have a yarn with us because they're as guilty as hell, but then they know they're doing wrong, but they just continue doing it. The hardest part is they trick our people, con our people, Aboriginal people, to sign deals and uh, to give them okay to certain countries so they can dig it up and rip it up and dump waste and whatnot. And that's got to stop. And uh, part of Amphi's job is to pull people up and say, hey, you're doing the wrong thing. This uranium and this waste is no good. And uh, forget about the money that you're getting and don't be tricked and conned by the government. That's all it's been. You're better off without it. You feel better. Your kids are proud of you. And your family's are good and the whole country will love you forever. True. So you started up, Anne, for the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance 21 years ago. How did yeah, that happen? There was a few of us got together and uh, they were pretty concerned about the uranium that was happening in their countries all around Australia. And we got together in Alice Springs and, well, talked away, talked together, and we still had 20 something years later. We've grown now, we've up to, I don't know how many strong we are, maybe a thousand or something coming and going. Heap, yeah, lots of people and supporters. Heap, yeah, so there's. We are we're a big team, good team, and uh, so and we invite people to come along, have a chat, or listen to us, and share a feed. Uh, no, it's uh, the course is good. We've got to look at the course. It's not just about us or whatever. Well, it is in another sense, but it's like about everything. We've got to look at the world, the environment, how it was. 40,000 years we've never did all this other stuff until this other mob come in and start digging and ripping up sacred sites and terrible. I think that's about it, I think. Until uh, next time, but stay tuned, we'll have to be about out more down the track. Thanks so much for your time, Uncle Kev. Keep up the fight. No, What's no. next, do you reckon? I don't know, but we've got to do some action, I think. We've got young people out there, the young and the restless, like. <laughs> the young, young kids out there want a bit of action, maybe a lock-on, or maybe a, go to the gates of hell. Or, that's the Olympic dam. And uh, we've got to stop this industry at all costs. This uranium industry has got to go. Finito. Mm-hmm. And soon. So, yeah, sooner the better. So we've got to get out there and get some action going. Thanks so much, Uncle Kev. Okay, no worries. Pleasure. You're listening to The Radioactive Show, broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. We just heard from Arabana elder Uncle Kevin Buzzacott, who reflected on his many years fighting the uranium industry and stressed the importance of keeping the pressure up. Next, we'll hear from Kat Beaton, community organiser at Conservation SA. 
She'll give us an update on the latest nuclear news from South Australia. Hi Kat, thanks for joining us on today's show. Hey Mara, good to be here. Um, tell us what's going on in South Australia lately. It sounds like there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. We, um, a couple of weeks ago, marked two years since um, fighting a national nuclear waste dump in the Flinders Ranges at a site called Bandiuda. Um, and then we still face the struggle in Kimba, where another site is going through the selection process. So we've got two areas, two hotspots in South Australia being assessed and looked at as a site for a nuclear waste facility. Um, and we have communities in both those areas, um, you know, there are people in those areas supportive, but we've got communities in those areas that are, are very concerned about the process uh, and about the facility. Um, so what are people doing um, to say no at the moment? What's going on? Lots of things, and I think it's pretty amazing. People in regional areas have a um, a, a certain level of... Um, I think, what's the word, like um, toughness to them. Um, often the regional rural areas get can be, uh, you know, ignored. They can be on the front line of, of uh, job crisis and of drought and of different issues. Um, but we have seen these guys in both areas get really active around finding their voice, getting organised. In Kimber, there's an active group called the No Radioactive Waste Facility on agricultural land in Kimber or in SA. Um, and that has, I believe, a couple of hundred members and they meet, um, I think, monthly or every two months. Um, and they get together and put their uh, pens to paper and talk to people in government and decision makers. They talk to the media. Uh, we saw people from Kimber travel down last year in December to join the Don't Dump on SA rally on the Sets Parliament House. So getting organised, um, getting educated, what is this waste dump? What is the history of it? Uh, why haven't the government found a site for it already? Uh, what are we being offered uh, to house this waste? How long will it be there? What assurances do we have? So many questions. And then over to the east of Port Augusta, the Flinders Ranges community, um, they have got very active and organised as well. So we're seeing media statements coming out. We've just recently seen uh, a video from the Chief Executive Officer of ATLA, the Idea Nutritional Lands Association, um, Vince Coulthard, uh, put out a very direct uh, video message to Minister Canavan um, about the position on the waste dump. Recently, a local action group, the Flinders Local Action Group, did a stall um, outside a business expo that was being run by uh, the government department who was working on the facility. So, you know, we're seeing people travel, we're seeing people speak through the media, um, we're seeing people set up stalls. Um, and I think recently, too, we had a big meeting. I'm not sure if last ride show covered it, but it was quite incredible. There was a meeting held in Port Augusta that saw um, those communities come together and other people in Port Augusta as well. So it was a really strong regional meeting where people got to kind of compare notes a bit on, on their experiences facing... Uh, the proposal of a waste facility in their patch um, and do some organising as well. Yeah, because the Flinders community and the Kimber community are kind of two sides of the same coin at this point. Yeah, they are. And it's a really odd 
kind of situation where people are going, you know, which one do you think is more likely or which one's the, you know, <clears throat> which one's got the better odds, which one do you think it will be? And it's it's really it's really hard to tell. But what we do know um, is that we do know that both communities are suffering. <laughs> there, both communities have been uh, divided through this process, and are feel well, are feeling very divided, are uh, divided through this process. Um, so I think you know the sooner we have a an announcement, uh, the better. That's right. So there's currently a Senate inquiry underway looking into the site selection process for the waste dump, but recently the minister has called a ballot into the, about it into, for the um, two communities affected. Can you tell us a bit about that? Sure. So it was a, bit, a little bit of a shock announcement, but it was a, a mechanism that had been used in Kimber. When Kimber sites came back online for consideration, uh, the town went through a ballot process where everybody uh, that was on the AEC, the Australian electoral role in the boundaries of the Kimber District Council, um, and then also um, property owners were able to vote whether they wanted the process to proceed. So if they wanted to take it to the next level for two new sites proposed in Kimber. Um, it was a very close vote. I think it was around, well, don't quote me, but 56 said they did and the rest said they didn't. So it was a really, really very close, really very divided. Um, Canavan, the Minister Canavan recently announced that both areas, um, he would like to see both areas go through that process again. So go back to community, offer everybody a vote, um, and then with other factors in consideration, make an announcement at the end of the year. Now the complexities and the questions that come up around that is, well, who gets a say? In Kimber, at the last voting round, we heard stories about people that live just outside the council boundary, yet they, their kids went to school in Kimber, they did all their shopping in Kimber, they were considered you know, a big part of the Kimber community, um, yet they weren't, they, weren't, they weren't able to vote. And I know there always does have to be a line, um, but I think it would be very difficult for those people with such a, a huge project being being questioned. In the Flinders Ranges as well, a lot of who, which community gets a say on this. So um, the vote has now been agreed to the Flinders Ranges council area, which takes in Corn and Hawker, um, and then 50 kilometres around the um, waste dump site. So it's funny drawing those lines around who gets a say in this. The Senate inquiry you mentioned earlier uh, posed the question of, of should the decision for this be wider spread. Um, so we're going to see a lot of discussion, hopefully in the hearings and through reading the online mm. submissions. Yeah, but and another if the just after the Senate inquiry is um, due to hand down in its report, doesn't really leave a lot of room for anything that comes out of that inquiry to be implemented or even absorbed or you know learned about by the voting community before they have to go to the, the ballot. Absolutely. It's a really, everyone was quite shocked around the timing of it. So we'll see a report come down, I think, is it August 14? Yeah, that's right. For the Senate inquiry and then a vote August 20 would begin for both areas. But saying that the local councils of each area need to initiate the vote um, and so far we don't know that they have. So as a procedural step, those councils need to say, yep, we, you know, we will allow this to happen. 
So there's a lot going on in Dumpland um, and the fight continues. Uh, um, what can people do to support the campaign from wherever they are in Australia? One thing that's just been um, initiated is a petition online that's linked to a postcard um, that we have been running in South Australia. So it's a postcard that's a call out to Minister Canavan and it talks about, hey, Minister, uh, you know, our communities are under stress. Uh, we're concerned for our existing local industries and we don't want the risks associated with the waste dump. We believe there's a better way. So you can jump online to the No Dump Alliance website um, and I think you can find a link to the Orphan Conservation SA website. So you can sign that petition. You can send a letter of support or a note or a quick email. These communities are really, really up against it and are really on the front line and um, it's always nice to hear from people around the country. So, you know, a short email or a letter of support that you can send through and, and uh, via the No Dump Alliance um, would be great and it can ensure that that gets passed on to the community. You can call Canavan yourself, uh, Minister Canavan yourself, and, and say, Dear Minister, you know, these are the stories uh, that, you know, we, we're hearing. You can go online and get educated. There's some great... There's a short film called We Say No. There's video messages uh, from, as I mentioned before, Vince Coulthard, and there's been other um, docos made around the Bandiuta site. So have a look at them, share them around. And I think, you know, the bottom line is really we know that this waste is not going to go away. We know that it's not going to disappear into thin air, and we know that something does need to be done. Um, and that's why we're really, you know, while we're saying that this, these aren't appropriate sites for this facility, um, we're always saying we need to see a, a, a proper, transparent uh, process where we can sit down and look at how we are going to deal with this very, very serious waste. And stop dividing communities. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Kat. We appreciate the depth of your knowledge and good luck with it all. Thank you so much to Uncle Kevin Buzzacott and Kat Beaton for being on today's show. There's recently been a book published celebrating 20 years of the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance. It's called 20 Years of Radioactive Resistance and you can get your copy at the Friends of the Earth online shop. It's shop.fo.org.au slash 20 years of radioactive resistance. There's a postcard campaign and online petition to Minister Canavan urging him to lift his game on radioactive waste management. Please get online at conservationsa.org.au slash nuclear to sign this petition. The petition's listed as an event on the Say No to Nuclear Facebook page. Please share this widely. The video message that Kat mentioned from the Agnamantha Traditional Lands Association CEO Vince Coulthard to Minister Canavan can be watched at nodumpalliance.org.au slash news. Thanks for listening to The Radioactive Show. You can download the podcast of this program at www.3cr.org.au slash radioactive. We'll post all the links mentioned on this show on our Facebook page and website. If you'd like to get in contact, you can email us on radioactiveshow.3cr at gmail.com. This Radioactive Show was produced on Ghana land for 3CR Melbourne with the support of Friends of the Earth's Nuclear Free Collective. It's broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. Thanks for listening and tune in again next week for more news and views on nuclear peace and energy issues. Thanks for listening to a 3CR podcast. 
3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We rely on the financial support of listeners like yourself to keep going. If you'd like to support diverse voices on your radio, go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online.